Hello everyone and welcome back to the Shuttle Pod. This is our ninth episode covering season one of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brian Drew and I am here with Kelly Yacovino. Hey guys. Matt Wright. Hey guys. And Mr. Jarrett Whitley. Hello friends. Glad to have all four of us together for the first time in what feels like a long time. It's true. Yeah. We're getting near the end so we thought we'd get the whole band back together. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about the penultimate episode of Picard's first season, which is, and you're going to have to bear with me since I did not take Latin <laughs> in school, it's in Arcadia Ego. That I'm sure that is a horrible pronunciation, but that's the best we're going to do right now. It's in Arcadia Ego, maybe? Part one? Something like that's that. A, that sounds better. You know, okay. uh, on, on Memory Alpha, someone said this is the 11th Star Trek episode with the title derived from Latin. I'm surprised so, we're at more than 11, actually. It's actually, yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's actually kind of small. Fun facts by Jared. Well, by the good people at Memory Alpha. True. So so feel free to mock me in the, in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> the teleplay is by Michael Shabon and Eilet Waldman, husband and wife duo, with a story by Shabon, Waldman, and Akiva Goldsman, and directed by Akiva Goldsman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And now we will have a synopsis provided to us by Memory Alpha, which Kayla will read. All right. <clears throat> Following an unconventional and dangerous transit, Picard and the crew finally arrive at Soji's homeworld, Capellius. However, with Romulan warbirds on their tail, their arrival brings only greater danger as the crew discovers more than expected about the planet's inhabitants. All right, that's pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little vague, but. Uh, well, you know, that's the CBS-approved synopsis. You have to it's remember. It's true. So they have to keep it vague. Some of them lately have been really spot on. Like it's vague enough to not give it any, anything away, while still um, really capturing everything that happens. Mm-hmm. And I guess this mm-hmm. is true too. Here, it, it, maybe it's the same here. It's just like, oh, they discover more than expected. And like, of course they do. It's mm-hmm. a TV show. If they discover exactly what they expected, it wouldn't make for good TV, right? <laughs> that, that's a very good point. You're like, this is we, exactly we, what we thought. Check. We, yeah. we expect we're going to find a bunch of accountants and supply chain managers. Oh, no. Look, we did. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So let's get some, uh, let's go around the around the horn and get some reactions here. Matt, hey, what is your well, reaction? Well, so... This is an interesting episode. I, you know, I found it to be enjoyable overall, and it's it's one of those episodes I think where there's parts of it that I really like. There's parts of it that if you think about it too long, you have lots of questions, but in the moment you don't, you know, worry too much about it. Um, I think it was also a well written episode as far as things like dialogue, you know, sounding mm-hmm. natural for the most part. I think mm-hmm. it really helps that we have a literary husband and wife team doing a lot of the writing this time. I, I think it shows. That it it feels well written, you know, the dialogue and whatever. So I generally enjoyed it, and I generally, you know, didn't have a problem with it my first watch. And then, as we'll talk about it, there's lots of questions that I think arise after watching it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Jared, how do you feel about it? Okay, so I want to say something uh, in general that I meant to say last week, but I didn't get to when we were talking about uh, Captain Rios. Mm-hmm. 
he is so charismatic and he's so great in this. And I love that he has a cigar. And I rewatched the movie Alien recently. And of course, they're in the famous chestburster scene, they're all smoking cigarettes at, uh, at mm. dinner. And uh, Ridley Scott's rationale was in the future, they'll have cured cancer so people can smoke all they want. And so typically, Star Trek has been kind of sanctimonious about smoking. Like mm-hmm. in the Little Green Men episode, Clark, Quark, excuse me, Quark, not Clark, uh, lectures the humans about, oh, how can you smoke? That's so unhealthy. Uh, and then um, there's also an episode of Voyager where Tom says, oh, my people gave up that terrible habit centuries ago. But Captain Rios is like, hey, we got a cure for cancer. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, the other thing I want to say, and this is, I think, the highest compliment I can possibly give an actor, but... If they ever did a reboot of or a remake of The Princess Bride, I think he would be a perfect Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. I think he he just he has that wonderful like Spanish swashbucklerishness about him. It's perfect. He's got a lot of star quality to him. Doesn't he? Oh, he, yeah. does. oh, he does. Oh man. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun to see him on screen. So that's sort of my in I in general reaction that I needed to make sure I said this week. Okay. But your general feeling about the episode is... I thought there was a lot of fatuous moral posturing that I had to roll my eyes at, and I'm sorry to be so cynical, but like they're in the middle of a fight where someone's shooting at them, and Picard is like, oh, we need to save this man who's trying to murder us. And it's like, uh, are, you, are you sure? Are you sure that might not backfire on you? And then it, I think it backfires on them. So I, I, I don't know. I think that it, it just seemed like they're trying so hard to pat themselves on the back with their sense of self-importance instead of just tell like an action story. And maybe that's just my preference. Maybe some people prefer it that way, but that was my reaction. Okay. Okay. Now I know Kayla's got a lot to say, which is why I saved her for near the end. <laughs> so go ahead, Kane. What do you got to say? Well, luckily I got a lot of it out of my system because I, I was privileged enough to write the review for this episode on, on track movie this last week. But um, what I will say is that I really disliked this episode, but for very different reasons than Jared. Um, It's funny, I actually liked that moment when they said, no, we have to save him, because that reminds me that, yes, this is Star Trek, and there are certain sort of moral standards that we hold all of our characters to, especially someone like Picard. But Mm -hmm. for me, especially coming off the heels of episode eight, which I absolutely adored, I thought it was fantastic, I thought it was interesting and fun and... Um, creative and this episode was predictable uh, derivative and there were so many moments throughout as I was watching this that made me stop and go wait a minute this doesn't make sense that I was completely pulled out of the story and completely I went from 100% invested and ready for the for the finale to after part one of the finale um not invested hardly at all in the story that's happening on Capellius. And yeah, so kind of disappointed in the direction that the finale is going. Let, let me ask you, uh, what did you feel it was derivative of? Um, I guess just like, maybe derivative isn't even the right word, but just the use of predictable tropes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, just predictability is probably a better way to describe it um i wasn't okay. Okay. i wasn't surprised by the things that were happening and every time there was a 
a little scene. And there were a couple of moments that I will give them that actually I really liked the the way that they edited a scene or the way that they directed something and put pieces together or had like one scene um, transition into the next and they did some cool things. So there's definitely, you know, there's artistic quality to it. But as a story, I found problems with the story part of it. Okay. So it especially just, and as we'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to get into this as the podcast goes on, but just all the things that just, as Matt kind of alluded to the saying, oh, on a second watch, that doesn't make sense. I guess for me, it was just too much on the first watch. It stood out mm. as like, this mm-hmm. pulled me right out of it because this doesn't make sense with Star Trek history. This doesn't make sense within the context of the season of Picard. This doesn't make sense in the context of life. <laughs> yeah and yeah. there were there were Just scenes that l- were so- little little things like that little things like that and there were scenes that were supposed to be one in particular I'll, I'll bring up later um that were supposed to be key moments for our characters that i was left baffled by i did not understand what the point of the scene was or what what the characters meant when they were trying to say something to each other on the derivative thing i've seen a lot of people point to this is very similar to the plot of the critically acclaimed video game mass effect three. Oh, really? And, yeah. And, huh. and they're not, they're not wrong. Like I didn't actually ever play it, but I certainly remember it, it made a big splash. It was a big deal when it was mm-hmm. released back in like 2012 and reading the like Wikipedia synopsis of their plot. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, there is some, sim- at least in a, in a high level, there's some similarity. There's also visual similarities to a sequence where in the game where, they show what's going to happen in the future in quick oh, cuts. Oh, there you go. Apparently, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh. I, I, I was not. I, I play video games, but I never really got into Mass Effect. But apparently, it's more than a passing resemblance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised somehow. Yeah, um, I think that that was mentioned to Shaban last week, and he claims, and I tend to believe him, that he knew nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see him as being a video game player now. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. And I think it's probably <laughs> just one of those things with where it overlapped. But the problem with that is that there are research people that work for companies like CBS who are supposed to flag that sort of thing. Oh wow. For, for litigation. I remember in the I remember in the original Star Trek there was a guy named Kellum DeForest who yes he was wait yeah. like who, DeForest Kelly but Kellum DeForest yeah for cool. reals is that crazy <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah. He was like the researcher and he would, you know, they would put out their, you know, outlines for an episode and then he would go off and find out if it had been done by somebody else. And occasionally that happened. One time it got past him. I forget what episode it was. It might have been Arena. And I think they really? ended up having to pay the original author. Right. Even though it story. doesn't have much resemblance, but there was a slight but resemblance to it. But there was enough. Yeah. So, wow. I mean... So it probably should have been... If it's that similar, and like I said, I haven't played the game, so I can't vouch to how similar, but... If it if it's as similar as some people are claiming, it should have been caught. Yeah, I mean, if you Google like Star Trek Picard Mass Effect, there's tons of discussions about it at this point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. This is the kind of thing where 40 years ago, if someone made a mistake, it could be innocent. But when you can do something exactly as easy what you just described in five seconds, Matt, there's yeah, you you need to have extra layers it's, of precaution. It's it's harder to yeah justify yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was an intentional form of, you know, plagiarism. Oh no! Sometimes, sometimes I don't people think so do either. get. So, sometimes people do get very similar ideas. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, um, when you get to this whole like, 
it's it's hard not to overlap in this world of like you know sci-fi tropes of ai and things like that exactly you're gonna gonna overlap it's just gonna happen you know right i thought that this episode was very uh, schizophrenic i thought the first Mm -hmm. half of it worked really well Mm -hmm. and then from the moment that mind meld happens Mm -hmm. it feels like it's it feels like it's written by a completely different person after i totally agree with that and it gets and the and the staging and and the way everything is sequenced starts to feel kind of disjointed like they're cutting out of scenes before they end Mm -hmm. like there's like all sorts of it really like it feels like two different shows it's very strange it is i i enjoyed some of the stuff that we can get into more in detail but I have to agree with Kayla, though. I'm not particularly emotionally invested in what's happening on that planet. Not at all. No, there no. were so many other plot lines that were interesting that they've essentially ditched. Start starting with like the 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 lovely Romulan caretaker. So I want to know more about them. You know, back on Chateau Picard. Right. And right. Yeah. They kill and yeah. then they freaking killed they Hugh killed when you. they shouldn't have. Because I mean, they even like there's literally like a setup. Where Hughes, like the great Picard, could like be a voice for the the XBs. They they like pitch that they lob it, you know, right there, right. and then they, you know, that's it though. They they basically screw that. So I was like, okay, I'd be far more interested in seeing like Hugh and the XBs than a lot of the other stuff kind of going on in the background, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was hoping that was <laughs> yeah. going to be season two. Me too. Me too. Like I said, it seemed like they were setting it up, and then, you know, yep. nope. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, I thought it was a very uneven episode and kind of, it was kind of a bit unnerving to watch because we're so close to the end. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we can get into more specifics as we start talking about the episode, which I guess we should begin to do now. Let's do it. All right. Good segue, Brian. All right. So we begin the show. Picard and gang are in the transwarp conduit, which is apparently quite a bumpy ride. And Picard says, I think they travel 25 light years in 15 minutes. Is that what he said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fast. Even in Star Trek, even in Star yeah. Trek time, that, that's pretty fast. They encounter these giant space orchids in orbit around Capellius. The space orchids were cool. I liked the space they orchids. Were super that actually cool. was yeah. really cool. Yeah, they were really cool. And um, so obviously somebody has like an orchid fetish because remember that, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that definitely, you know, that that's all, you know, figures into the fake background of, of Soji and Dodge too. So. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. <laughs> they're beautifully done they, they look super cool yes it, very tastefully done imaginative i thought totally yeah, imaginative. I, liked that. I liked everything about that it hadn't yeah. been yep. done something like that hadn't been done in star trek before i feel like yep. it belongs that feels like an animated series moment to me you yeah I mean? yeah matt totally. like in, in a good way in a really mm-hmm. good way. Mm-hmm. there's but there were similar feels like in a couple episodes i think the animated series to stuff like that right yeah yeah and so while this is all going on picard has an episode Mm-hmm. Apparently, oh, even though we still haven't been able to confirm this completely, apparently an episode involving his eromotic syndrome. Right. Whatever Where they're he, not quite labeling it. Yeah, yeah it's definitely <laughs> the, the disease. We're assuming it's eromotic syndrome. Right, right, right. Where he becomes almost catatonic and he's mumbling. Yeah. And, you know, the crew obviously is very concerned because as far as I know, he's you know perfectly healthy for a man his age. And then, you know, he's taken to sick bay where Gerardi runs a tricorder scan and finds out what's really wrong with him yep she finds an old school tricorder right right yeah some sort of starfleet issued tricorder which i think i, assume, I, assume. I, I thought it was a little bit odd because she said you know we, we couldn't scan you with any of these with anything in in the med bay because the ship is has no power 
But really, right. they had to go digging around for some old tri- like wh- why don't well, they have a modern uh, Rios, tricorder? Yeah, know, Rios Rios might have just taken it off a ship he was on. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's Starfleet surplus, you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. Okay. Surplus. The surplus. That's probably I like what it the is. surplus that's angle, really yeah. Point. In the yeah. in that yeah. in that med kit is a cool TNG style hypo as well, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean so anyway, she figures out what's wrong with him and which, you know, clearly he was not planning on no, he, he was trying telling not anybody to tell anything, anyone. Which, yeah. which was kind of messed up when you think about it, because he should if he's got a condition. It's also very Picard. Yeah, it it's very, it yeah. So he ends up coming to the bridge, and, and actually it wasn't the bridge, I forget, they were another part of the ship, when he tells everybody. In, in the wreck of the mess hall, basically. It, right, that's what yeah. it was, right. So it's a nice kind of touching moment where everybody's kind of rattled and Rafi gets upset having known him for as long as she has. And what'd you guys think of that? Is it a touching moment for you all? Was it a touching moment for everybody? I thought it was great. I thought this was probably the best moment in the episode and one yeah. of the better of these types of, of moments in the show so far. And part of it is because it's carried by um, Patrick Stewart, who is yeah, of course incredible. Yeah. And they, they push in with the camera as he's talking to them slowly until he's the only one left in frame as he's saying this thing. And to me, maybe it was, I assume it was intentional to mean like he's very alone in this. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like the, he's, you know, the heavy is the burden, you know, of like the sort of lone figurehead kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I liked it. I thought it was really nicely done. Yeah, I think so too. I want to circle back a little bit when La Serena is still in orbit around the planet getting eaten by the giant orchids. Um, the Borg cube that is has seven and Elnor on, Elnor on it shows up and gets swept up by these orchids and ends up crashing into the planet. Mm-hmm. In a rather spectacular, in a rather spectacular display, actually. Yeah. 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 And, it's quite a thing. And, and I mean, I don't, for those of you at home that, have home theaters it sounded incredible <laughs> oh wow if you haven't heard it i recommend yeah if you had if you never chance to listen to it show, in, a, in multi-channel yeah. <laughs> i would recommend going back and listening to it yeah. it is really cool <laughs> one thing this show does not fail it is actually really great sound design huh. it's it, yeah it's yeah. it's superb yeah it's really really good and is it I broadcast mean, properly in the correct surround if depends on how you get it but yes yeah so yeah. if you get it through it's, amazon prime i assume is the best way to get the best quality is that that's what we decided that's for discovery. that's how i've been getting it for for a lot of people yeah okay it's it's a great image everything about it is far better and maybe things have changed with the all access app it's the native app uh-huh. but uh only for if you have an apple tv 4k it's basically the only reason why to go with the native app if you ask me yeah so, <laughs> so. i have to i have to vouch and i know matt does too for, we have to vouch for the uh, the all access uh, Amazon Prime channel, right? If you get it that way, if you're a Prime yeah. member, yeah, yeah. So it's anyway. It sounds superb. Can Can I tell you my reaction whenever a sci-fi or superhero show has really good sound design? Is I always think, oh, this is going to lose the Emmy or Oscar to some Oscar bait movie that didn't get any of the big four <laughs> nominations. <laughs> it's, it is kind of true. Like we, sh- I mean, this is the kind of stuff that usually, if you, you know how that is, if there's actually a shot at winning, it's for like makeup or sound design or makeup. You know, yeah, a lot of makeup. Yeah, a lot of makeup, that kind of thing. So, who knows? Yeah, it, it was quite spectacular. But then 
I think we all wonder like, then what? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so they crashed. Yeah. So seven, seven and Eleanor apparently survived without a scratch. Boy, I know they don't and look banged up at all. Well, there's no one no. that looks banged up, right? When they go, yeah, not really. When they go find yeah. them. They're all just wandering around, like, oh, we're fine. There's just some we're, XBs, we're yeah, slowly repairing stuff. Like, all right, yeah, it seems like a fair amount of the systems are still online. Well, it's the weirdest part is that then why did they spend time as soon as they crash? I think it was Rafi who said something like. Oh, that that crash was really bad. I can't imagine anyone like if there's anyone who mm-hmm. survived, they're going to be that's in a right. bad they, way. That's right. That's right. right. They right. say that like something that massive, you know. Yeah, whatever. yeah. So, it has that much yeah. momentum, and they go and everyone's fine. Everyone seems okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, bad. yeah. And then yeah, what was the point of that whole sequence? Really, I mean, we yeah, because they hike over there and they're like, "Hey guys," and they're like, "We're, we're good. See you later." Okay, you bye. Know? Yeah, and, and 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 Picard releases Eleanor from his whatever. But he'd already done that. He'd already done that. That's what's so funny. Yeah, he'd already done that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the whole scene seemed completely pointless to me, except to set it up for next episode when the board yeah, cube comes to is. save our asses. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's totally be, what it is. It's set up. Yeah. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. like a waste of time. They, they even sort of, it's almost like they're hanging a lantern on it, right? And when they when they go over there, they say, oh, it's like completely opposite direction. It's going to take our time to go all the way over there. I know. <laughs> and then they do, and all it does is waste our time. I know. They're like, hey, let's do a 5K this direction, and let's do a 5K back the other way. Like, okay. like With, like, old why? man Picard. With, with, like, a 92-year-old man. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> anyway. So they finally get to Capellius Station. Mm-hmm. Which looks like it's like as we alluded to last week, looks like it's located in Malibu, California. <laughs> it does. Wait, uh, which also, is fine. I'm the only one who, it's fine, but I'm the only one who also oh, kind of totally got, fine. Malibu's got beautiful. Like, got like kind of a '70s sci-fi flashback to it too. It's it's got a very yeah, like, it does it does especially when we see what the people are wearing. It's got a super like Logan's Run kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, totally very much Logan's so. Run. Good call. Yeah, I was Good like, call, Matt. I was Good like, call. whoa, yeah. Yeah. a little bit TOS Star Trek. As a little well. bit, a little bit, because yeah, that's in that vein a little bit. Yeah. Yep, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's lots of song type androids milling about. Golden skin, yellow eyes, just like Data kind of. I do like yep. the copper skin. I thought that was cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. it was I a like good that. look. It was a good look. We find out that the person who's running this whole place is Alton Inigo Soong. Is that how, it, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Who is the long lost son of Nuni and Soong. Yeah, oh, this is so annoying. Really? We're going to do this again kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. From the same production team that bought you the long lost sister of Spock, we now have the long lost sister yeah. of Noonie and Song. <laughs> well, and also, like, song of Noonie and Song. Also, we, also so, Enterprise so, basically so did this on the on the other end of the life spectrum. Like, we yeah. saw, like, the great, great, like, you know, forebearer of Noonie and Song and Enterprise. Yeah. Also yeah. played by yeah. Brent Spiner. Yeah. And so it's like, how many we, times we, is Brent going to play this family? Yeah, we did this gimmick in 2005, and it was, I guess, all right then. I mean, like, they did, we're going to do this again? They did this gimmick in TNG when they had Brent Spiner playing Noonien oh, Soong. Well, sure, but at least yeah. that's supposed to be like the Noonien Soong, not like a predecessor or a forebear. Sure. And in this case, but it was like, already a gimmick, and it worked for me to have him look exactly like Zeta. Because sure, that because episode like, you know, is a masterpiece, right? Yeah. If, and if I you're going to use a cliche, do it well. Yeah, sure, of course, and of course, there's the cliche of like you make it, you make your, you know, your creation look like yourself, of course. Sure, right? 
I thought when we meet uh, Juliana Sung in season seven, I thought, was mm-hmm. it said or was it just implied that they couldn't or didn't have children? And that's one of the reasons why they poured so much into You know, that's a lore. good question. I think they actually said, uh, we should go look it up. I'm going to look it up. Over time. I, I, I'm looking at it I right now. I swear they said they didn't have kids. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know where this like son comes Maybe from. Maybe he's a clone. That's what I'm starting to wonder is that he's not actually who he says he is. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be wrapped too tight. Yeah, you mean like he's not very smart and <laughs> he's pretty yeah. kind of out of it. He seems a little. He seems like he may have an agenda. Like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, kind of like um, like we've seen in TOS. It's clear that he's after an android body to live forever, which is a plot that we've you know comes yep. up a few times. Well, yeah, they so, did that. Yeah. They did that with um, oh, what's his name? That second season episode. Uh, Data's grandfather, who take the Shizoid man. Schizoid. Yeah, he, schizoid. Yes. Schizoid. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't say that. I pronounced it correctly. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. We got you. Uh, and uh, uh, where he puts his brain into Data so he can live forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, that's a, yeah. That's callback yeah, to that. Yeah. But that's also it's even a callback further. Like there goes back. That, that's to the what original, I mean. Oh, that's right. Season, early, I mean that's like early first season. Yeah, that's I mean right. that's like it's, a, it's a little bit of what are little girls exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit of that. A little bit of I mud where they offer to make a body for a hoora. You know. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's and then um, even like Return to Tomorrow where they talk about making uh, android bodies for Sargon. You know. I mean, there's yeah. a th- that's right. This is a yeah. theme. This is a, certainly a theme. Um, so. It, yeah, I thought that was interesting that he's got this little. Uh, also, this is a great. I'm sure this is a Shaban thing. He calls it a golem, which is a which is of course a an ancient uh, sort of Jewish uh, Hebrew. Yeah, Hebrew. Uh, you know, mythical creature, basically. Yeah. In, um, so, so sort, of, sort of it seems appropriate, right? To to make this thing that in theory could a mind to human mind could be transferred to a golem, right? Did anyone else catch the cheeky Alton Inigo Soong um, can be mm. shortened to A.I. Soong? Yes. Yeah, seems very suspicious, doesn't it? So maybe, <laughs> That's a little on the nose. You're right. Yeah. So maybe he's a clone uh, or maybe he's an unwitting maybe. android. It's maybe still, that's it's still better than B4. It is yes, always it is better. better Everything's better than B4. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. Uh, <laughs> one thing about Soong that, that actually I, I realized is that was laid the groundwork is when we actually when we met Maddox and I thought this was really strange is his phrasing of talking about the work that he was doing with Aggie you know when he was on the medical bed he refers to soon in the present tense and I was like what that can't be right but the way he speaks of him it's he talks about work that he and soon did like together basically Mm. and I kept thinking like no, you would be building on his work. That guy's, you know, we, we saw him die in season three of TNG. You know what I mean? Like, so they were actually kind of, you know, being a little crafty and slipping that in there. Because, of course, it turns out he is working with Asun. <laughs> yeah. Just not who we thought it was. He's got to be a clone or an android or something. Is it possible that he is war? You know, oh. they better not do that. Doing some trick be, to I make guess. himself look aged. Yeah. Like to throw everybody off the scent, but then what? What's Lore's agenda? Oh, I guess because he's always considered himself superior, so we might as well yeah. create this apocalypse of androids. Sure, and he wants to be king of the androids, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and this and this guy, this Soon guy, is clearly at least he comes across to me as not being 
the most stable individual. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty special. Yeah. To me, he's like in the background weirdly at certain parts, like towards the the end of the episode where um, Sutra is giving is sort of taking charge and they you know arrest Picard and all this stuff. Um, Soong is just kind of hanging out, not really just like watching everything happen. He's just like a bystander, which I found strange. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I wonder why he wouldn't have a more active role in sort of, you know, being a sort of civil authority for the place. Good point. Mm. He's kind of like the mayor, right? <laughs> he kind of is, yeah. <laughs> Space mayor, please, Kayla. Oh, sorry, space mayor. <laughs> space mayor. Village elder. <laughs> yeah, village elders. Yeah, that seems about right. Should we circle back a little bit to the golem idea where, like, Soong is speaking to Gerardi about yeah. all of this and how he kind of tries to dress her down for what she did? Yes. But then he kind of just forgives her and it's fine. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't well, have done that. Because Matt, because he needs someone with Maddox's skill sets to help him finish it, and that's her now. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. So that appears to, at least in this episode, who knows what it'll be by the end. This appears to be her, her path. You know, ultimately by the end of the end of this entire season, this she's going to be involved somehow in in saving the day, thus redeeming her from her mind meld induced murder spree. <laughs> well, I'm still yeah. of a mind that, and I think, gosh, I think it was this episode where they start to mention that of this idea that that Gerardi wasn't really completely responsible for what she did. Right, right. That right. she was because being, you know, like brainwashed, they, essentially. Yeah, like they placed it. Well, remember, we, like we've seen Spock sort of place a suggestion in somebody's mind, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like that thing where it's like, we're going to show you something really terrible and right, then kind of suggest right. to you that this is the goal, you know, like your goal is this. So, well, of course, that's not really explicit. I think it's just people guessing you know it's, it's just they're just well, assuming you know i mean we can, we can get into the whole mind meld thing now but the whole idea was that that mind meld usually like you know rips apart people's brains right and that she <laughs> hence from the, the evil merry-go-round <laughs> right she may yeah, yeah the merry-go-round of death or whatever we call it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Carousel. The carousel of doom the carousel of doom yeah that's what you guess that's right yeah 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 <laughs> apparently she managed to obviously not tear her face off she but she, <laughs> she she couldn't she couldn't cope with what she was dealing with either and so she she did the only thing she could she felt she could possibly do to relieve the, the pressure of it i guess she metaphorically yeah. ripped her face off mm. indeed <laughs> indeed metaphorically so mm. while we're on mind melds can we please talk about the mind meld? oh my gosh yes well let's I... get let, let's introduce the person oh, involved yeah we in, should in, talk in about said that. mind meld first okay so, Kayla, go ahead. So, on the planet, we meet a number of people. And it's this is an interesting scene for me because it's interesting to watch Soji sort of remember what her life was like and learn about what her life was like at the same time we are. And at this point, I, yeah. I feel like um, we're finally... She's finally sort of one step ahead of us. The rest of the season, we've been one step ahead of her and knowing more about her than she does about herself. And it's nice mm-hmm. to see that flipped. So it's cool to see her um, interacting with these people that used to be her friends. And then, of course, we meet Sutra, who is the copper-colored version of Soji wearing a pink mm-hmm. number. 
throughout the episode as I was watching it, I just kept referring to her as Pink Soji and then eventually Evil Pink Soji. And that, mm. <laughs> that happens very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. <laughs> that switch. As these things so often do. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, do we want to talk about just this character? Because yeah, I have I, I have some issues with this character, how this how mm. Sutra is presented, and also how she's played. Yeah, mm-hmm. so by all means. I feel like she's um, she is over the top. Uh, you know, in in terms of um, the like mustache twirling. Oh yeah. And and she just she comes across as I don't even know what the word I'm like. It's not smarmy. It's almost smarmy. Oh, uh, it's borderline. But it's yeah, the attitude that she has is very like Bond villain. You know, bad Bond villain. Yeah. What did you guys think of her? Oh, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I thought she was like a stereotypical bad guy. Yeah, she's a hard character to like, I thought. I didn't, I don't, you know, and it was clear to me immediately that she's evil. Like, there's no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, and it's so, but it's so thinly veiled that it makes you wonder what, you know, what her friends and colleagues think of her. Why is she allowed to act this way? And be sort of a leader of the group when, when she's so clearly <laughs> a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't care for her either. I thought she was like the major weak link at the back half of the show. Well, and the villains have consistently been a weak link in this series. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I started referring to her um, not only as um, Pink Soji, but also as Narissa Part Two. in some ways she's worse yeah so okay so so um jirati and soji i guess are up on this stage of sorts kind of telling i guess it's mostly soji at this point kind of telling her story of what Uh happened um and it you know it gets the part of the story where jirati has had this mind meld and has received visions of this admonition and all of a sudden here comes sutra pink soji who's very interested in this. And then she just walks up to her and says, can I mind meld with you? And AI Soong has some line, one liner about, oh yes, she's where stu- she's really obsessed with Vulcans. She's like really into them. And she has read all of the books about Vulcans. And so, yeah, she can mind meld. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, anybody can do it. You know, anybody can do it. No. Yeah, you don't have to actually, you know, have the biology, like the brain chemistry and stuff to do it. <laughs> Nothing to no, do with physiology like... or millions of the years of evolution. Right. Guys, right. guys, you can just go to mind melt school. Mind yeah, Sweet. You, you can do a graduate certificate. It's a three-week program. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, xeroxbooksontape.com. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so that 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 right away was like, oh, this is some bullshit right here. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, I don't know how anybody involved like really justifies this. I have to say, yeah, I have to think that that Shaban had to know that that was not going to go well. He he had to, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got a pretty good read on on the fan base. I think he had, he's one of us and kind of gets it, but like. <sighs> He's not the only person on this show, so that but, I'll leave. That, like, I'll leave that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, there's got to be a better way for them to do that. That, that it, they're all tech. There's got to be a tech the tech kind of way yes. to do that instead. Instead, ask yeah. Ira Bear, yeah. tech the tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, they could have said they could have said it, it's stupid anyway. Even if they teched the tech and they still did it, I think it's still stupid. But it would have been less stupid, slightly less stupid, if they had been like, oh, you know, she has this advanced capability where she can, you know, resonate her positronic matrix with the brain waves of Jurati and like link up their brain, kind of like a mind melt or something. It still would have been stupid. But at least they wouldn't have just said, oh, yeah, like, she read about Vulcans and now she can yeah, mind melt. At least it would have been sort of plausible on like this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hated this. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she does the mind melt. She finds out that she sees these images that Gerardi has seen, the face ripping stuff, and <laughs> re- realizes that these images were meant for other artificial life forms or the only ones that can rationally process them. Yes. Which is why other people just like lose their shit when they see them. Mm -hmm. So there we go with that. And that's when she like all of a sudden realizes that there's like a prophecy and all this other bullshit. Right. Is that, that's what goes from there. Right. Yeah, that's when they're like, oh, the prophecy, like you guys got it basically inverted. It's actually a message for us, not them. You right. Know, and, like, and that, uh, you know, we were told that, you know, Soji was going to be the destroyer, right? Is that what she was going to be called? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. As it turns out, it's actually not Soji. It's someone who looks like Soji. It's pink Soji. <laughs> it's pink, pink Soji. Soji. <laughs> yeah. So apparently she's going to be part of some effort to exterminate all biological life using this other group of people that are coming apparently that we are just hearing about now right is that is that what's going on there yeah yeah there's some there's some you know ancient yeah, like, civilization of the, the children of Viger, the children of Viger are coming guys yeah basically right the vigerettes uh, a, bu- a bunch of the, the vigerettes <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, so we're gonna see something apparently next episode. A whole new kind of group of badasses are coming, I guess. Instead of uh, you know picking up on something that they've been curating and caring for throughout the ten episode season, why don't we throw in some random new stuff? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not excited for that. Yeah, and apparently, at least it appears, now we could be wrong, but it we appears we're heading toward another giant space battle since there's also, by the way, a Romulan force of 218 warbirds on the way. <laughs> um, so am I the only one who remembers that uh, of the 10 classic movies, the one that was the most successful was the one that had it as its, as its climax, a man swimming in the San Francisco Bay in order to let some whales out. Am I the only one who remembers that? <laughs> I love that movie. Like we, yes. Yeah. So does everyone. You don't need to have a million lasers shooting for people to care about things. You need to write something that people care about. Well, but yep. but CGI. Come on. <laughs> oh, touche. You're right. <laughs> we can. They can do that now. All right. I, I we haven't seen it yet. It's entirely possible that they're going to pull the old switcheroo on us. And that we're not going to end with this giant space battle. I hope that is the case. Yeah, me too. Me too. I do have a question about the Romulan fleet, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, you mean, if where the did Romulan, they get all those ships? Where, they have 218 warbirds. And if, you're, if your military is capable of, of assembling an armada of that scale, mm-hmm. 
why do you have people that are all destitute like we saw in Free Club? Yeah, and why couldn't they evacuate? Like we thought that they ran out of ships because they couldn't evacuate everyone and all that. There's this whole thing about how they didn't have enough ships. That's a lot of ships. Yeah. So I don't know that that struck me as being. They've secretly a, been building them up since apparently the, so since the, the Zod, event. This yeah. is a this is a this is a secret. This is a Vosh fleet. Yeah, it, yeah, it, I guess. Uh, after Shinzon died, the Jat Vash just moved in and took over his secret base where he made the scimitar. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Totally. The the totally. the Romulan real estate industry is known to be the most aggressive in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of backstabbing going on. Maybe it was made in the same spot with what was it? The Vengeance and Into Darkness is that the name of that show? <laughs> that's that's exactly maybe, what I was maybe, picturing. The maybe, Far maybe Side of Jupiter. Maybe, maybe yeah. they did it all on the Far Side of Jupiter and nobody <laughs> oh noticed. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So we've got you know, like like I said, it's like it it got just kind of weird in the back half. Like it felt very kind of hacky and like obvious and. Just it felt like somewhere along the line they they rewrote part of that script and then like really did a number on it in the edit room. Like it just it, it's a weird episode. Yeah, it gets weirder. I think you're right about that being the turning point, the mind meld being the turning point. It seems to get more and more disjointed as things uh-huh. go. Yeah, that really that really is yeah. the turning point. And I think yeah. I think there's a, a nice scene that for me, um, you know, hits it over the head in terms of how disjointed everything felt, and that's the scene between um, between Soji and Picard, which was meant to be this really important moment for both of those characters, Picard being this mentor figure for Soji, who's asking him about um, how how does she word it? The the oh, see, I have it written down here somewhere. Sorry. Ah, here we go. So it's this this whole scene where Picard is being this mentor figure to Soji and she is asking him about the logic of sacrifice. Right. And she's, oh, like, yeah. she's yeah. just grappling with this understanding, you know, if we, you know, when, when are we sacrificing our morals? Like, where is this line? And it has a lot to do with the things that come later in this episode with some themes like, you know, if we kill in order to be killed, are we not, any different from are we actually any different from our enemies or are we just the same um, uh, okay so this is where i some of the fatuous moral posturing that i rolled my eyes at well, especially for, there's oh sorry go ahead oh i just want to say i would have really liked the scene but i ended up not because picard responds right she says what's well, the, the logic of sacrifice and picard has this response that i don't know if any of you can enlighten me but i don't know what the hell he's talking about I don't, I don't know either. He says something yeah. about, he looks at her, she says, oh, well, you know, when is it logical to sacrifice or something? She asks him a question and he looks at her and he says, well, that depends on who's holding the knife. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So that that's the moment where this episode really lost me. I was already upset about the mind meld and then this scene, which was set up to be this awesome, important thing. And it, yeah, it's uh, weirdly like flippant and like doesn't answer the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's meaningless. Yeah. I just had a terrible thought. So th- they bring up this whole notion of sacrifice and everything, which is clearly going to play some sort of role in the next episode. I just kind of wonder if they're going to try to do some parallel thing where like she saves Picard and get and dies. Like, like Data. Like yeah. Data. Yeah. 
Oh, well, could be. Yeah. So. Well, I'm also waiting for Soong to implant himself in this golem and basically mm-hmm. be Data Part Two. By the way, that's my other. Well, there is this whole dynamic now. Where you've got you've got a Soong, you've got Soji who is Data, and you got Sutra who is Lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got the you've already got the the, yep. the original configuration just in in a in a new form, really. True. True. Um, can, can I tell you my takeaway from that scene uh, that you just mentioned, Kayla? Please. Is where she says, she says, fear is the opposite of logic. And I'm like, okay, that probably sounded really significant to whoever typed that. But <laughs> fear exactly. is like a perfectly logical response to a threat. Like if a big bear stumbles in front of me while I'm hiking and my fear response yeah. says I should turn around and run away from this bear before he mauls me and eats my face. Right. That is perfectly logical. Yes, it is. Self-preservation. Yes. Yes. And sometimes I I don't know I don't know like how nobody thought this through. So many of these like trailer bait lines that are supposed to sound yep. great, but then you pause and think yeah. about them for a fraction of a second yeah. and it's like, wait, what? There's also something where and you guys know I have very mixed feelings about Star Trek's track record with social commentary. And I think they did a great job with it in the original series because they present a universe where there are no easy answers and our heroes are confronted with a lot of moral dilemmas rather than just Mm -hmm. pointless posturing. And there's an episode, it's kind of corny, called The Savage Curtain, where they deal with things like, is it (laughs) evil to do something? Is it evil when that guy, when that side does it or when this side does it? And it's the it's the one with Abraham right, Lincoln right. and where we first meet Kaylas and there's the mm-hmm. very very retroactively dorky looking rock monsters, but that episode dealt with all these <laughs> issues much more eloquently and intelligently than any of this did in the modern day with yep. tons of CGI. So I think after we get done recording, I'm going to go watch the Savage Curtain to wash my <laughs> brain out. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the final uh, narrative through line of this whole season is because it's gotten lost. What's the theme? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As is, as we've gotten further into the season, I feel like it's gotten more and more muddied. It, it yeah, I think there was a, some pretty clear themes yeah. in the beginning, and then it. I don't. Well, I don't know. That's why I was so excited last episode, episode eight, because I felt like they were redirecting everything. Everything was finally like, okay, here's all those pieces that got scattered. We're putting them back together. <laughs> in right. the episode titled Broken yeah. Pieces. Yeah. I'm not going to stop using that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then they sent us off on our way to go and finish up the story to find all all the missing, the final missing links and, and put everything together. And now it's exactly. like all of that's yep. a, like, I don't know. It feels like two different stories. It feels like there's the whole thing with the Mars, yeah. the attacks on well, Mars and the synth and it the does. Borg cube. And then there's Capellius. Right. There is, totally. It seems very different. So, well, they've got, you know, I assume this week's episode is not going to go more than an hour. So mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't heard anything <laughs> to the contrary. So yeah. they got a lot to wrap up in the course of an hour, don't they? Before we go, I think we do have to talk a bit about everyone's least favorite character. Yes, I would. I was going to say we need to circle back to our buddy Narek the Neckbeard. <laughs> least favorite oh asterisk because least favorite after um Narissa and uh, and His maybe Tim Soji. Yeah. Yeah, he's another cardboard character. Super cardboard. 
and icky. Yep. So they put him in the clink. He's in the big house for a little while. I have to admit, it was nice to see him when he's while. dragged into the village by some of the androids. I was like, finally, he gets a little bit of what's coming to him because so far a he hasn't bit. seen any consequences for anything. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he does get a little bit. Like he's allowed to be like, you know, parched and like sitting there mm-hmm. not very well treated. Yeah. And then they put him in this little holding area. And then there's question about whether to feed him or not. And they ultimately decide to feed him. And then Pink Soji so shows up and starts giving him all these evil villain things. <laughs> Says like all sorts of like e- evil villain I... stuff to him. Yeah. yeah. And then she yeah. starts getting like overtly sexual with him. Yeah. Yeah. What's with this? Why do they keep doing that? And then, you know, off camera, she clearly lets him go. And then we find out that she had, she ends up killing one of the androids that we saw earlier. Well, it's not clear if if Sutra kills the android Saga or if she let Narek kill Saga. Narek, one of the two. The way, yeah, I think we're supposed to at least. We're supposed to at least yeah. think she, they want everyone it, else yeah. to okay, think Merrick escaped yeah, and killed enough. her, which it might be right. that Sutra let her let him out and then he killed her. Exactly. I mean, after all, she's she's the evil pink. Yeah, Sony, she might have so done it. She did it right. So they stab her in the eye with her own like hummingbird brooch, which is weird. Very weird. Why? Why would stabbing? This an is my my other major. They yeah. would just be like, oh. I, Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. They would, yeah. yeah, if you, you did, know, if you, like, if you knocked off one of Data's arms, he would have just looked at it and went, "Hmm, interesting." We've seen, yeah. we've seen that happen. That's a thing. Yeah. We've seen Data he, lose yeah. an arm. He ha- exactly, well, and then he'll just like pick it up and, head. and pop it on again. Yeah, twice, that, literally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. a synthetic just eye. A just, like, and why is she like completely unconscious because of it? Why is she? It makes zero sense. Right. She should be like, ah, they are more biologically originated than we think they are. Well, they. Right. I mean, that that is true. A lot of them are sort of, I guess, if, if you go by Soji and Dodge, they're far more biological than we expect. They're very much like, you know, the new Cylons mm. versus the old Cylons kind of thing. Well, hey, can I interject something now that you've mentioned Cylons? I had this in my notes, but I didn't know if there'd be an opportunity. Uh, is it just me or does Soji's outfit really make her look like Starbuck with like her... Uh, you know, I hadn't thought. With her, I hadn't like, thought her of, tank top. I hadn't thought about yeah, it the tank top, it, but, totally. But kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's a cool that, look. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's it not a, a bad look. look. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good look. Yeah. I just wonder if it's by design or it's just an accident. Hmm. It could just be an accident. Probably, probably just like future fashion, you know, kind of things. But, but yeah, it is interesting. Now that you point yep. it out, I do see it. Like, so back to your your comment. Uh, Brian about the eye and maybe they're more biological I sort of this is sound this sounds maybe mean but I don't think I give them credit like based on what we've seen the rest of this episode I don't think I give, give them that much credit especially based on the mind meld scene just based on the fact that that happened this is just as stupid mm. as that to me um, yep. but if it mm. is true they should have just put one line of dialogue because everyone is watching I am ripped out of the story when I see this happening and i see her on the ground and and soon holding her i mean she's dead it shouldn't someone also 
but by, by the way, you can get stabbed in the eye and still. Well, live. that's true too. If she were human, I mean, if it goes if it goes all the way back, sure. If it goes all the way through to like your brain, sure. But like, you can get stabbed in the eye and still. It's not fun, but you can get stabbed in the eye and still live. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I that's what it makes even less sense. You know, no matter no matter what, it's like I talked about a couple of weeks ago. I don't think you were on. If you really want to kill someone by stabbing them, you have to do the Joe Pesci Goodfellas thing, right? Where you stab them like twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and and in various vital places exactly don't just you know yeah, what i mean and like, then wait for them yeah. to die of blood loss exactly <laughs> anyway, anyway so true yeah yeah i missed that one so true um yeah so apparently we just stab her in the eye and she deactivates or whatever and that's the other thing right like since when do you just deactivate by getting stabbed in the eye because you remember you are a robot like yeah. what we know Data had a secret on-off switch. Like maybe she, you know, stabbed that and turned her off. But then and it's Sung like would have known. That's not her eye. Yeah, and Sung would have known. Like that's not her eye either. It's some hidden area. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense at all. Perhaps we will find out more in the tenth maybe. and final episode of the season. Maybe. Mm. I wouldn't count on it. No, I neither would I. <laughs> I, I, I. I think you're right. Because, of course, Sutra's about to go start that beacon right. to call the advanced AI civilization right. yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Big stuff with capital letters is about to happen, guys. <laughs> Any um, predictions or, or something that we're hoping for next week? I have no predictions. Yeah, I at this point, I am so kind of lost. I don't know what to say. I just hope know? they don't do what, I, what we all think they're going to do. <laughs> I just hope we don't end up with another space battle like they did at the end oh, of Discovery. Like yeah. at the end of Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that we've like, ever met. Could, please. Could could yeah. people we used to know? Yeah. yeah show everybody up. comes back yeah. at the convenient moment at the end. Like, oh, yeah. he wasn't really dead, by the way. Here he comes. <laughs> <Right. you know? laughs> the XBs yeah, I mean, learned how to fly um, right. spaceships. <laughs> you learned how to pilot a right. spacecraft you, you have ex- learned how to yeah. pilot a spacecraft yeah, yeah. You, you barely yeah. knew how to rub two rocks together and start uh-huh. fire three weeks ago exactly. now you're flying uh-huh. spaceships oh good heavens anyway that's yes. a, that's yes. we're digressing here um let's just hope that they are pointing toward a battle like that but we don't actually get a battle like that well they're going to do something with a board cube for sure yeah. Oh, yeah, for se- sure. Yeah, Seven yeah. is playing the Han Solo role, no question. Mm-hmm. She is the Han Solo, isn't she? She is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go for that. I'm into it. I She's like a little too angry seven, for you know? me, but I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I want to see a Seven, you know, Fenris Ranger series. I, w- I would watch that, you know, yeah. as a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that I do hope that we end up with most people still alive that's i'm I'm very curious as to who they're gonna like leave behind and or just kill off and like who will end up with for season two you mm-hmm. know what i mean because i'm wondering if it's not just going to be basically be, be raffi rios and picard yeah i was wondering that too left behind kind of a trio and everyone else is you know scatters in some form or another i'm i'm very curious if i had to pick one character to get killed it would be gerardi yep well, remember, and boy, there was some heavy foreshadowing where she's like, "Oh, well, if you're our mother, would you be willing to die for us?" And she's like, "Oh, yeah, absolutely, or whatever." So, yeah, I could, I could see that definitely being mm-hmm. fulfilled. I like Jurati, actually. No, actually, I, I do too. I think she's got some. 
I find it. She's some a very work to do. She's, she's a very lost but, soul. So I don't know. I, I yeah, could, she's very yeah, lost. It's true. But I think she's she could dig herself out of it though, and you know, be an interesting person. But mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want really anyone necessarily of this group to die like it would be nice to keep everyone but since this is what they've decided peak tv means somebody's going mm-hmm. away you know yeah. I, mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean i mean in theory right like we should have soji assume the new data role she should want to stay with picard like we should have this crew mostly stay together but i don't know about that <laughs> we'll see i'm finally really starting to like soji so that's disappointing yeah, I know. I'm starting to like her. She finally has a personality. Yeah. That's what it is. She's not under Narx manipulations and she's not exactly. whatever, you know. I, st- yeah. I still find her a bit bland myself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, Dodge is still more interesting in the one episode we saw her, but so she's getting there, you know. So. Right. Hopefully we'll see. Yes, indeed. And it goes, it goes kind of the way we're hoping and not to terrible cliche. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will know soon enough, guys. Very soon. Yep. 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 We're recording this on Monday, and the finale will be airing three days from now. So. so before we go, there's one other thing that we wanted to mention, which is that we have just uh, started a Patreon page for the ShuttlePod, and this is where we uh, are once again asking for your support. Um, and <laughs> so we have started a Patreon. Your modest support. Your modest, yeah. Again, this is yeah. w- what yes. this Patreon yes, page modest. is to us is like a tip jar. Um, we've been doing this podcast for what about five years? Almost five years now. Um, mm. We have over a hundred episodes that we have recorded, edited, produced, you know, put online, um, all with zero budget. And we would love to. Um, if you guys were wanting to support us, we would love to have you. Um, and if if you can't if you can't give anything, that's fine too. We're still going to be putting out the yep. podcast like normal. Again, this is sort yep, of like if you want to buy us a coffee this week or say hey, thanks for you know a good podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Um, you can find us on Patreon.com/shuttlepod. We'll also drop a link to the the Patreon in um, the article that goes on trackmovie.com with this episode. Um, we have a few different tiers. You can donate any amount that you want. Um, we're not giving out any specific illustrious prizes other than a virtual high five, um, a shout out on the podcast at the $5 a month level, and a very exclusive, but not very special, but very exclusive <laughs> ShuttlePod <laughs> sticker if you donate $20 a month or more. And it is not a very special sticker. It is paper-based. And it's just a little, <laughs> it's just a little, it's not even a fancy decal, but the only way, oh, but, way but it, the hey. only way you can get it <laughs> is if you donate at the $20 a month level. So you can show everyone that you are an exclusive big spender shuttle pod Patreon. <laughs> and that's it. That's my spiel. Good times. All right. <laughs> Good spiel, Kayla. I know you all want that sticker. Yep. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, there's our little sales pitch, and like I said, it, nope, not a big deal. If you want to give us a, a pat on the back like that, you can. If not, that's fine too. The p- shuttle pod will be where it's always been, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh well. yeah, undoubtedly. We're with yep. you till the end of the line. You can't get rid of us yep. that easily. That's right. We kind of like talking Trek a little too much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. 
I think we've uh, I think we've covered it, don't you think? I think so. We have. Okay. All right, guys. Well, so we will see you next week for the big finale. All right. All right. So Exciting until times. then, we'll see you. Take see care. you then, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>